You're listening to the WCU Wellcast, a podcast brought to you by the Office of Wellness Promotion. My name is CJ, and I'll be your host. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to our third episode, where I'll be discussing bystander awareness with our guest, Dana Pfeiffer. Dana, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Dana. I go by she, her pronouns, um, and I'm a peer educator at the Center for Women and Gender Equity. I'm a senior psychology major with a women's and gender studies minor. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it about me. Yeah, so I'm curious, um, what is your role as a peer educator uh, at the Center for Women and Gender Equity? So my role as a peer educator um, is largely facilitating events um, and other programming and things like we have the Ram Step Up program, which is centered around bystander intervention. Um, and I've also facilitated a couple of other events like in our gender Jeff- justice conference that we had um, a couple of weeks ago now, and just a couple other little events here and there. I just kind of moderate those. Um, and I also have the opportunity to take on one of my own projects this semester. So. I did a little Instagram live series um, about feminist therapy because that's something I'm super passionate about. But yeah, we we just like to educate our peers as peer educators. Um, we like to get this information out to folks. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so since we will be talking about bystander awareness, um, I was wondering, you know, what is a bystander? What does it mean to be a bystander? So how I imagine like a bystander is just somebody who's witnessing something that's happening. So it's just anybody that's, you know, walking by or somebody that's just hanging around, like somebody who is, has the ability to witness an event happen pretty much. Yeah. And so how does that differ from being an active bystander? So an active bystander is somebody who actually like engages with whatever the event is happening. So there's somebody who steps in and kind of like helps diffuse the situation or helps the the person who's being targeted um, in the event and kind of like tries to like offer help and offer like support for the people that are involved in that. Yeah, so someone who really just does something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So most people I'm sure that are listening uh, have heard of what's known as the bystander effect. Uh, where if there's like a large group of people watching something go down, um, that people are less likely to help because they are either too nervous or they're expecting someone else in the group to do something. Uh, how much of all that is true? I'd say a good amount. It's um, in our program, um, Brand Step Up, um, talking about bystander intervention, we discuss a couple of barriers that people face um, when deciding whether or not they should intervene. Um, and one of those things is like diffusion of responsibilities. So they kind of think like, oh, somebody else will step in and um, assist or support, um, or they see other people not doing anything or not intervening. So then they think, oh, maybe I shouldn't intervene for whatever reason. And also sometimes it's really like unclear whether you should step in. Like I'll give an example, like if you're out, um, and you see like maybe somebody who's drinking and like you're not sure if they are really all in with what's going on or if like they look uncomfortable, like it's really like ambiguous. Um, Sometimes you don't know when to step in. Um, And also there's like willful neglect, like people just decide like, no, that's not my business. I'm not dealing with it. Um, And that's really disappointing. And I, I hope it's not as common as I think it is, but I definitely think um, within like the campus community, a lot of people fall 
into these like barriers to actually being an active bystander just and mostly I would say it's because of conformity just because you don't want to like stick out from the crowd especially like if you're just coming to college like it's very hard to kind of make a name for yourself and find yourself in a group so you don't want to do anything that might jeopardize that so I think that's one of the big reasons maybe college students wouldn't intervene is conformity. Yeah, I've definitely seen online some videos of, um, or, or just stories about, you know, a girl goes to the gym um, and, you know, what someone sees is a guy goes up to her and is hitting on her and another girl will come up and be like, oh, like, hey, you know, random name, like it's been so long to try and pull them out of the conversation mm-hmm. and be a good active bystander, but like, it was just like the girl's boyfriend there and they were just playing around like you really don't know the whole story yeah yeah Um, it is really tricky to like know like when is the right time to kind of step in and take that action yeah but it's good that like people are out there taking that initiative at least sometimes yeah yeah regardless even if it's not like a, a dire situation I think it's important that people are still willing to to do that and face that little confrontation and luckily in that case it didn't turn out to be anything yeah you know better safe than sorry 100 percent. I was doing a little research on the topic um and like super recently um in a 2020 study from the American Psychology Journal um in a couple different countries around the world I know Great Britain was one of them and I believe there was a country in um Africa and South America that they were doing a study but they found that around nine out of ten times um, when something was going on, at least one bystander will will do something to help someone in a situation. And they also found that the more bystanders there are, more likely people are to help. So I think a lot of the statistics that we see um, are either based off of like uh, old research or maybe it's just like this American-based concept where either we're not taught how to intervene, uh, which is really sad, and that's a great reason why you know the ram step up program exists is to kind of teach people but it's really sad to see that like that notion isn't as prevalent in america you know yeah i think just like the culture that we've created in america is kind of just like everybody fends for themselves it's very individualistic and i know that's like very well known like that the u.s has a very individualistic culture so people just kind of keep to themselves and like don't really feel like this responsibility to make sure that the people around them are okay but I mean some other countries are doing it right if nine out of ten times somebody steps in that's that's really great and I hope I hope one day the U.S. gets to that level but yeah I think it's just all about like education and like letting people know like here here are the steps that you can take to intervene or like this is what you can do like giving that giving that education to people and like letting them know like how truly important this work is to do because you can really prevent some like really not great situations from happening just by stepping in. And I think that's really important just to educate people about. Yeah, that education is just so key. I mean, I was at the store the other day with my little brother and um, we were walking in, we knew exactly what we were getting. And Uh, a woman had dropped one of her groceries, right? And her hands were full, so she was going to pick something up. And before I could even react, my brother was already there uh, helping her pick the things up. And as much as I would like to say and think that, like, I probably would have done the same thing, like, the fact that I couldn't react fast enough, I mean, he's had so much more training with being helpful. He's he's an Eagle Scout. He, Mm. you know, is just overall (laughs) such a, a genuinely helpful person. But, you know, I, I want to believe that I would help, but I feel like I need more, more training, you know, mm-hmm. more, 
like how to help you know yeah I yeah it's like it's so weird because you never know like what you'll do until you're actually faced the situation but I really appreciate your brother's like instantaneous response and just really getting in there and helping out and in such like a like day-to-day experience too like intervening and like making sure like oh this woman didn't leave this bag behind or like she didn't whatever um I think that's important just like bystander intervention can happen on many different levels you know um and that reminds me speaking of not knowing what you would do until something happens the other day I was out um it was I think it was Saturday night I was out at a bar and I was leaving um and this group of girls was coming out behind us and I noticed that the girl in front of them didn't really look like like she was all there like she looked pretty intoxicated like she was kind of out of it and I I just noticed that and then I turned around and then as I was coming out I was waiting for my friends and stuff and I saw she dropped her phone so I went to like pick it up for her and she at the same time went down to pick it up and then fell down and like hit her face on the ground and she started bleeding and I was like I grabbed her phone and I was like standing right next to her and I had a couple of like extra disposable masks in my bag and I was giving them to her to like help soak up the blood and I was like reaching out to her friends I was like do you like is this your friend and she was like yeah she's my roommate so I gave her her phone and I helped her up and I was just like okay like I got her back with her roommates and everything they're going home like yeah it was it was a really intense experience um and I I tried to do all I could to help um and she was in good hands I think when I left her but yeah like you really never know and I I personally was a little impressed with how fast I was just like I my the masks out of my bag to think of like as like almost a tissue like I just yeah yeah, like it's so important because like even if she like luckily her roommates were there um but like if she had been with like people she didn't really know that well like you don't know how they would have reacted so it's important for at least like one person to step in and like make sure that that person's okay so yeah that's my in those, example. <laughs> uh, in those quick situations, you almost have to like know that your instincts are trained enough to to want to help someone like that. That's yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And it's so it's so nice that people do that because I know that I always feel proud of those people when they help, but people feel awkward like being in that scenario where they're the helper. Yeah, there is um I mean like of course like it's causing a little bit of a scene but like there were people just standing there like looking like what the heck yeah. and I was like can you help me like stand her up um but you know I guess they need some of this education. <laughs> they need yeah. to learn like when other people need help and like how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I mean when when big things happen like that people will view those people as heroes, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's 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 got to feel good to be one. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so when when you are looking to teach bystander awareness, what are you looking to tell people? Like how how are you teaching them to act like that? I think I come from a place of like, yeah, yeah, gotta care about other people. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's so important to just like be attentive of like the people around you, even if you don't know them, like it's just kind of the idea of like that we all have the shared responsibility to like keep the people around us safe um, and do the best that we can to make sure that happens. Um, But yeah, I take kind of that, like this is a a shared responsibility among all of us to make sure that the people around us are okay and that they're not, you know, being harassed or like 
in an unsafe situation, I think it's really important to stress that point of it is like, we should care about other people. Yeah, just kind of be on the lookout, be aware of, of what we can do for others. Yeah. You know, it's like asking for help can be very hard, but sometimes mm-hmm. helping without being asked even harder. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people like, and it's, I I feel like I am a very attentive person. So when I'm out, I'm just making, I'm always got eyes out on everything. Um, I just like scan the the room making sure and like I, I read people's body language and stuff like I make sure like if somebody looks uncomfortable like I'm paying attention yeah. because like if I were that person I would want somebody paying attention you know and like considering if they'd step in or not or like saying something to like someone else or like just making sure that like people are watching you and making sure that you're okay yeah very reflective of that treat others the way we want to be t- treated mm-hmm. yeah the golden rule mm-hmm Exactly. Um, so how does being a bystander appear um, on a place like a college campus? In what ways is that like the most frequent and, and uh, I guess important places? I'd say there's so many different places that you can use bystander intervention. Like if you're in a class and someone in your class or the professor is saying something that is harmful to the people in that room. So if they're saying things like that are homophobic or transphobic or like supporting ideas of like hate and things like it's you can call them out like it's okay you're allowed to call your professors out you're allowed to call people out Mm -hmm. in your class like you pay to be here you know make this space safe for you but like and that's an instance where you can use bystander intervention like you're witnessing this happening and you can you know call them out and reach out or if you don't feel comfortable you can always go and like talk to the dean of the school and stuff um, but I, I think that's like a an area where bystander intervention, like I feel like typically people think of bystander intervention as like intervening a potential like sexual assault or something like that, but it can be so many different things. Um, but along those lines, like I, if you're at a party or if you're hanging out with your friends or something and you're seeing someone is being a little too touchy on someone else who's not really reciprocating that, like kind of intervening or like going to sit between them or like engaging one of the people in conversations to kind of like disrupt that that um interaction to you know save quote save the target um of this this interaction um there's so many different applications but those are just two that I could think of off the top of my head yeah no I really like that example um if you could say more about the the sexual assault one because I know that's a big topic on college campuses, Um, you know, everyone gets those freshman year, you know, we're going to teach you about this and what to look out for. What are some of these signs and what are some things people can do to to be an active bystander in those situations? Like I said before, I think it's really important firstly to just like be aware of your surroundings and just be paying attention. And I know it's not always like easy or like fun, but it's not hard. It's just like looking around and you know, assessing things. Um, but like, say you're like at a bar or at a party or just like hanging out, whatever. It's important to, I guess, acknowledge or like keep track of how much everyone's drinking and like, you know, like making sure not only for like their own safety, but also like they might get to a point where they might potentially be taken advantage of. It's important to kind of just like take stock of that, if that makes sense. Um, 
as just like a, a first defense and like make sure that all of your friends and the people around you are consuming safely. And I mean, of course it's gonna happen and I, there's no shame in that, you know, we're all, we're all here. But, you know, when it does happen, just make sure that it's, it's as safe as possible. I think that's one of the first things I'd say. Another, like, I guess, progressing further into this fake scenario that I'm painting. Um, like I said, body language is a very, very valid way that people communicate with each other. Like, if you don't feel comfortable to use your words, you're using your body, you're staying, like, if you're uncomfortable in a situation, you're staying kind of, like, reserved. Yep. Yeah, like you can see when somebody feels uncomfortable in their face, in the way that they're sitting, in that if they're in a conversation with somebody and they're kind of like turning away from them, like they might not want to be in that conversation. So it's just like noticing these little things um, about a person in a specific interaction um, and like being aware of that and like keeping track of if that progresses or like gets worse or if they're like you can just tell when a person's uncomfortable is essentially what I'm trying to say. Um, and also like, if you can overhear the conversations, like I give you permission to be nosy. If you see somebody being uncomfortable, like kind of like lean an ear in and listen and see like, what are they talking about? Like, what is going on? Just to like be aware of the situation. And I always will try and like actually intervene and like involve myself in the conversation. Um, I can reflect on one specific time. I think I was probably a sophomore in college. I was at a frat party because I was not yet 21. Um, but I, I was just with my friends. There was like three of us there and we were dancing and like, whatever. I was looking around and I could see there was a guy and a girl and the guy was like, kind of like really handsy all over the girl. And she looked like she was trying to like lean away from it and like not really involve herself in that interaction so I walked over to her and I was like oh my god I love this song like come dance with me my friends and so I brought her over and then as soon as she was like kind of away from him I I was like are you okay like was everything okay with him and she was like yeah but like thank you for like not like for bringing me away because like I I was too nice to like say no or or like cut them off or whatever um and I think that like it's so common I think on, especially on college campuses because like drinking is such a large part of the social life um so like there's often those types of situations where it's like people are drinking in a frat basement and it's like in that type of situation there's no like larger authority it's just everybody's in there for themselves if that makes sense yeah. like as compared to a bar like there's bouncers and waiters and whatever um who hopefully would pay attention to that as well um but yeah in a frat it's like everyone's for themselves so you gotta find that shared responsibility to keep the people around you safe yeah exactly and even though it sounds like a big yeah a really big responsibility for everyone to do that sometimes even the most some people can do is you know watch out for your friends you know make sure you're going to a party or a bar and leaving a party in a bar with the same people, mm -hmm. um, keeping track of even just how much your friends are drinking, um, and and using your friends sort of in that bystander action. You know, you don't have to like. I know that you you confidently approached your situation alone, and it worked out great. But you know, people don't have to. You can grab a friend, and be like, "Hey, like, I think yeah. something's going on over there. Can we go check it out?" 
kind of makes it less awkward, you know, like people just meeting at a party and then you can take them away in that sense. So yeah, there are yeah. a lot of a lot of ways that we can do it. And we don't have to do this whole act of bystander thing alone, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like grab a friend, like have the whole group of friends go like be like, hey, I saw like I like your shirt or something. Like it's it's really not as scary or like daunting as it sounds, like bystander intervention, but it's really just like kind of disrupting the the events or the interactions that are taking place um that you you might assess as like a little sketchy yeah and like we said before better safe than sorry you know mm -hmm. so um i want to ask for your input uh how does bystander awareness relate to you know health and wellness like how how does that relate to our well-being and the well-being of those around us i think and like it comes back on what i said before like we just have to care about other people and like being an active bystander is really about like stopping something before it gets worse or before something has actually started and in a lot of cases like and and like I said before too like bystander intervention spans so many different like situations and things um but like it's about stopping that harm before it actually occurs so like in the example that I gave before about like maybe something comes up in your class that's a little harmful like stopping that and kind of like nipping it in the bud as they would say um and then like using that as an opportunity to like re-educate or like integrate like more like I guess human rights language and like trying to get people to like get on the right path you know like disrupting that like harm um and then in the case like where I was talking about before with like potential sexual assault like that like intervening before that happens, like really helps people. Like, of course, like it, like if you stop the situation before it starts, like that is literally saving somebody from trauma that they have to experience. Um, so I think that entirely relates to wellness because our our mental well being and the things that we go through have such an impact on our all like overall wellness and well being. Yeah. I mean, it could be a good feeling to help someone, but also you know. To, to be helped or to know that someone is safer. It's just like, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, and I like that you pointed out, like it, it does feel good to help people. Like it's like, and usually like people are very thankful or like very like grateful for you to like to have stepped in. And also like to have that person know that even like a stranger or like just somebody walking by, like they care about you. And like that really makes a person feel good. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening, I mean, if you, if you get nothing out of this, Dana, what is your number one tip for being an active bystander? My number one tip for being an active bystander is it just takes like seconds of like insane confidence to just like go for it and just do it. And like all you like, it'll be better because of you intervening, like regardless of, and even the situation that you had mentioned like way before about like the gym situation where mm -hmm. it really turned out to be nothing like it'll it'll you'll laugh it off you know laugh. it'll yeah, be exactly. fine um but like it just takes that like you have to be very quick with your decision making and like just decide to go for it um and I think one thing that I do want to touch on is specifically that we talk about in the RAM step up programming is the five D's of bystander intervention. So these yes, are absolutely. five different ways, yes, that you can intervene um, and like different tools that you can use. 
with intervening um, in a particular situation. So the first is direct. So this is when you would just like go walk right up to them and like disrupt the incident. And like, it's not always like the safest option. So of course, like before you just directly like confront the situation, like make sure that like you have like support as well and make sure that like it would be safe for everybody involved. But to directly just like stop that from going on is definitely one of the um the five d's of bystander intervention um the next one is distract so that's kind of like engaging the target and ignoring the harasser like i said before like oh i love this song come dance with me like that's distracting the whole situation from occurring um there's also delegating which is asking for help from a third party so if you like I guess, engage the the target of the harassment or whatever is going on. And then somebody else can handle the other person and kind of just like delegate tasks um, for intervening. There's That's also like delay. Yeah, yeah. Like engage your friends, tell your friends to come help out. Mm -hmm. um, and just, yeah. <laughs> um, then there's delaying, which is, this is when you intervene almost like after the fact. So this would be like if you were in your class and somebody said something that was harmful, um, you wouldn't intervene in that moment, but later you might email somebody and be like, listen, this is something that happened and like, it really doesn't feel, it doesn't sit right with me. Um, and engaging later after the event has happened. Um, and then there's also documenting, which is a really important one. And we've seen so much of this um, recently is like recording the event um, and like documenting the things that are happening. And we've seen this happen so much with so much of the police brutality and um, stuff that's going on is people will pull their phone out and they record it. So that is on video. So like, you can't, you know, like that is a literal video. Yes, documenting the events. Um, and that's, that's another way to be a, an active bystander is to record something so that, you know, like it's, it's on video, like you said, indisputable. Um, and then you can use that to um, help the person later if, if it comes to them. Yeah, those are great. I almost forgot about those. I'm glad you brought them up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so very important. <laughs> yeah, and I had one more thing. I just wanted to talk um, about your, your uh, one tip, that insane burst of confidence. Uh, not too long ago, I learned, um, someone had once said that when your body feels anxious or nervous, it's, uh, it's way of preparing you for whatever is happening. You know, mm -hmm. it's like that buildup. It's like, if you, you know, your body is completely ready, that nerve is, you know, your, your body's active, it's ready. And all you have to yeah. do is go just like pull the trigger. Yeah. It's like that, that anxiety is like part of your like fight or flight response. So mm -hmm. it's literally preparing you to either fight, which would be confront and be an active bystander or flight, um, which would just be like fleeing the situation. But yeah, it's like your body has this physiological response that literally prepares you for the stress that you're about to, you're about to endure or encounter. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Dana. Um, everyone, that's going to be it for our third episode. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Dana from the Center for Women and Gender Equity. Um, feel free to follow the center on Instagram at WCU underscore CWGE or click on the link in the description to learn more. The Office of Wellness Promotion thanks you for your support. 
and we encourage you to check out further episodes of the podcast. And if you haven't already, check out our first two episodes on positive psychology. Remember that you can find us on Instagram at WCU Wellness Promotion and look for us on RamConnect. As always, stay safe and stay well.